Oh no, there's another squad attacking. Welcome to the third party, an Apex Legends podcast hosted by myself, Shay, and joined as always by my co-host, Henry. Henry, how's this special, special day treating you? It's going really well, Shay. You know, it's the end of the summer. Pretty exciting. A lot of things happening in both of our lives, but the third party podcast is always here, always on time. Mm-hmm. Every time. Today, though, we got a fun thing. We are opening the vault and mastering crypto. But before we kind of break down what that means, make sure you join us on Discord to chat Apex, find teammates, and receive third-party updates. Link for that is in the description. Henry, explain what opening the vault means for our listeners right now that are hearing this for the first time. Yeah. So essentially, we have this big segment called Mastering the Legends. We look at every single legend. It's a big deal for us. We put a lot of effort into it. And I think a lot of our listeners view it as a very valuable episode topic that they enjoy listening to it. So much so that we want to dial it up even more going into the future. We want to do more legends. We want to revisit after there have been changes, implement new things. It's something that we feel strongly about. And a few months back, we recorded a Mastering the Legends for Crypto only to the patrons. Mm -hmm. Today, we're opening that vault and allowing everybody to listen to this really stellar episode. Yeah, the patrons actually voted for this to go public. It was discussed in our Discord with our Patreon-only channel, and crypto is kind of a hot topic right now, and our patrons came out and they were like, hey guys, we think that Mastering the Mastering Legends Crypto would be really cool if you guys gave it to all the public people. And that's what we're doing. You know, if the patrons want it, it happens. You guys get the voice. We absolutely love it. And we're really excited to share this episode with you guys. And we've never done something like this before. So hopefully you all enjoy it. And it's perfect timing because we just talked Mm -hmm. about crypto. And I really think that he's a fun legend that more players should give a shot. And so maybe we can shed some light on how you can be most effective with our boy crypto. But it's also important to say that This is a special occasion. You know, Mm -hmm. right now, our patrons have access to over 30 episodes that are exclusive to them. You are at any tier, you get access to all the episodes. 30 is a big number. Like, we just celebrated our 100th episode. We have another 30 plus behind closed doors for patrons Mm -hmm. only. It's really awesome content that we honestly maybe put too much work into. Because only a select few get to listen to it. And it's arguably some of our best work. No doubt about it. And we got a new one coming each and every month for the patrons. So if you like this episode, if you love supporting us, we would appreciate it over on Patreon. And feel free to check it out. But for now, let's open the vault and enjoy Mastering the Legends Crypto Edition. Let's dive into it. Mastering Crypto, the Recon Legend. This is a fun one. We've been looking forward to kind of having this conversation for a while, but probably intimidated by it, I think is maybe a fair thing to say. Yeah, extremely intimidated by it. I think that you're coming in to this with the more experience playing as crypto. Um, You really tried to force it at release. I did. You loved his character. Mm -hmm. We loved his skin. So you bought a skin of him and said, I'm going to do it. And it was hard. 
the hardest part, and we will circle back to this within the conversation, is just that the play style is very different from anything else in the game. And I wasn't at a level yet in Apex where I was ready to make that adjustment. It's something that is on the horizon uh, in the near future. We'll see that, like, maybe I'll play some more crypto on stream, but I don't know if he's the most entertaining character to play on stream at the same time. And so there's a tough balance from that perspective. But I love his character. We're going to have a lot of fun with this. It's great because you've said for the longest time, crypto is the hardest legend to play in Apex Legends. I've joked about uh, that you said that someone that can play crypto uh, is incredible, a genius, high level, understands the game. And I've joked that that means I got to play it so I can earn your respect as as an Apex peer. And I'm just so excited for us to talk about it. And the key with crypto is using your intelligence. It's meant for the most cerebral of players. And that's coming from us. That's also coming from the devs that made the game and made crypto. They said that on our most recent show. Crypto's entire kit plays into intelligence, but it does not do so easily. With his entire kit really packed into that drone, that can be destroyed quite easily. The best cryptos know how to balance playing in the drone, assisting their team, all while probably being the most vocal character on the team and relaying information. Man, it's it's a ta- it's a challenge, no doubt. It really is because you just mentioned, you know, you're being really communicative of a teammate. Mm-hmm. Usually, a shot caller would be at the front. No doubt. They're getting the most information. You're putting yourself into a serious predicament as crypto saying, I'm actually going to fulfill that role of the shot caller, but I'm going to be in the back and AFK. Mm-hmm. Like that is extremely difficult and it can be achieved. And the crypto drone can surprise you with what it can do. And I think you can unlock that power. Before we go and dive into the ability, I will just say that w- with crypto, if you're playing with one to get the most out of it, you're going to have to trust the crypto. And two, if you play crypto a lot, you're going to have to be vocal and you're going to have to be assertive. And the best way to do that is to play with teammates. Crypto is just another one of those legends that is super hard to recommend you solo queue with. Uh, And to get the most out of him, you're going to need some teammates that are kind of bought into this play style of let's listen to this guy and hopefully make some really cool decisions that no other character in the game can make. Early on, I think we can say that Crypto is, just like you say, um, similar to Revenant in that the mm-hmm. team has to be on board. If the team is not on board with whatever the Revenant or the Crypto has to say, Crypto is not very powerful. That's so why those two go together in a well way as well. You can put them together, mm-hmm. but it's very... One of the reasons that I don't think Revenant or Crypto are you know, top five in popularity is because they have to have the whole team on board. And it's very hard to solo queue as uh, a Rampart or a Crypto or a Revenant and a Crypto. So it's definitely a a challenge, but uh, I think one that we're certainly up for the task and uh, we have a lot to break down. We're going to break it down, starting with the tactical. For anyone new to Mastering Legends, we kind of go through each ability, give our tips and stuff. And I'm going to be keeping honest with you. It's the first time you ever heard Mastering the Legends for some reason. Uh, this is not the most normal structure because Crypto's entire ability kit is built into one part of his ability per se. So exactly right. A little weirdness in this one compared to the Valk one. You guys will be uh, 
here in a, here shortly as well. Uh, so just a heads up there. Let's talk about the surveillance drone. Crypto deploys an aerial drone that, if destroyed, has a 40-second cooldown. When deployed, the drone has a 200-meter distance it can travel before the image goes static, and then you run into connectivity issues. At 240 meters, that drone is automatically recalled. Enemies can be pinged at a 125-meter distance, and items can be pinged within a 12-meter distance. Recalling the drone back to crypto takes two seconds. The drone has 60 health and regenerates once recalled to crypto. When looking at banners through Crypto's drone, you can see the number of squads within the area of Crypto himself, not the drone. This can also be pinged to relay that information to your teammates, a new feature added much needed to the game. Crypto can use the drone to retrieve his dead teammates' banners, interact with respawn beacons, open doors, and loot bins. While piloting the drone, Crypto is stationary and reloads his weapons, beginning with his primary at the normal reload speed, so there's no way to kind of cheese a double reload off of going into the drone or anything. Uh, and then, funny enough, I actually learned this kind of through research for this episode. Uh, the drone doesn't take zone damage, which is a kind of cool little feature that is uh, another thing maybe we might bring up if we ever do an episode talking about the changes to the just concept of playing in the zone for yeah. this game in general without a doubt but there certainly is a lot packed into the old drone it, it it's so packed in there which can be so awesome but it's such a dangerous thing and to start let's kind of talk about now some tips maybe but crypto is just super vulnerable while in the drone Probably more vulnerable in his drone than any other character at any other point in this game at all. You can't move. You don't have vision on enemies approaching unless you're just using the drone to look at yourself, which I can't highly advise. But hey, you know, teach your own if you want to take a pick or two, feel free. So understanding when and where you go into that drone is really just a, a baseline for being the best and strongest crypto player you can be. In general, making sure you're trying to deploy in buildings in areas that provide cover and directions and it varies on each map do you have anything maybe like outside of me just saying make sure you're next to a large rock or in a building because there's a lot of unique situations you just got to play the map very differently you certainly want to be behind cover even if you're on high ground yeah just because we're, as we get more into it, we're going to talk about speed and being very uh, quick in positioning the drone, but you could be in the drone for 10, 15 seconds, mm-hmm. you know? And so you're never really sure if you're going to be safe while in drone because of just how long it might take you to go get that that uh, banner or scout out this area mm-hmm. or launch an EMP. So pretty much always hiding yourself before you're going in, no matter what. Is the best advice. And you might be thinking, yeah, I'm going to hide myself because I don't want to be visible to enemies. And like on high ground, like you were saying, it's really important because if a team chucks a couple grenades up at you, being in the open versus standing next to even a little rock or a tree could be the difference between a arc star randomly hitting you and knocking you out of the drone and just kind of throwing everything off in general. There's just a lot of little nuances you're going to have to think about when going into that drone. Also, when you go into the drone, make sure your team knows. This is just a huge staple, and it's one of the reasons playing with a random crypto is so hard, because a lot of the times there's not a great way to know it. You know, the game gets loud. You don't always hear crypto's voice line of him saying, like, 
I, I'm not even going to try to say what he says going yeah, yeah, into yeah. the drum, but you know what I'm talking about. But making sure your teammates know that they're going to be now taking a fight two on three, one on two, until you're out of the drone is going to be necessary for some success in the game. If you're playing with randoms, I think you can ping banners and that's the best way to maybe have an audio cue you know is going to be something they can pick up. And even if you do it repeatedly, it's at least letting them know that they're going to be down a man while you're in the drone. Absolutely. So now let's talk about how to kind of use that drone in an effective and efficient manner, which is something that is a lot easier said than done. I think uh, that's going to be the case for a lot of crypto players out there. I hope we have, I know we got a couple people that were really excited to listen to this episode because they're diehard crypto players. And it's crazy because one of the things that Henry and I actually talk about for Mastering the Legends most of the time going into each uh, episode is it's like, well, who's the kind of the best content creator or the best pro out there that plays that legend? Because then we can watch some videos as well as playing the legend ourselves to kind of get a hold of it. We joked around for the longest time. Let's get Monsoon on to talk about Wraith or something like that. That's not the case for crypto. There's not like someone you can point to and be like, oh yeah, that's the best crypto player out there. I can go to them to kind of get all the knowledge I need. And that's what's weird. We're giving you our perspective on how to play crypto, but I think there are a lot of different ways in which people want to try and play crypto successfully. Totally. We always kind of look to find our own sensei mm-hmm. in the legends. And there's even one for Rampart, and that's the game merchant, yep. but there isn't a clear master out there for crypto and so we just had to be our own masters yep um but before we get into just like actually using the drone Mm -hmm. i have to just repeat it if you're gonna be playing crypto you gotta use the drone often oh yes so like if you're good or not in the drone doesn't really matter if you only pop it once a game Mm -hmm. you need to be using the drone all the time in order to really get the most out of crypto. Well, think about it this way. If you're going to not use the drone, which is where all the abilities are packed in, if you're going to not use the drone, there's a lot of other legends you're going to mm-hmm. see more success from just for your team in general. Like Bangalore is a great example of that passive just naturally happens anytime you're in a fight and the smokes are very simple to use. And so if you go into a game and are like, well, I'm going to play crypto, but I'm really just going to try and maybe get off an EMP if the situation calls for it. Probably not as effective as, hey, let me play in a legend that abilities are just happening at a constant basis and they're going to improve my baseline of play. Yeah. I mean, if you're not on board with playing the drone, then you're probably better off playing Watson and getting the slow shield regen, to be <laughs> honest. And I think it is worthwhile to play crypto, but you just have to go into it like, I'm going to use that tactical all the time. Yep. In every single situation, I'm going to use it. Now, how can we use it to be its best? With purpose. That's the key. This can vary, but I'm going to go through some examples of when to effectively use the drone, uh, in my opinion. First of which, approaching a third party. And that might seem counterintuitive. You might think, hey, we're coming up on a third party. Let's just get in there and wipe it out as quickly as possible, which is what most teams do. And a lot of people find success doing But with crypto, you have the opportunity to pop the drone real quick, check banners, see the exact number of teams, which lets you know 
oh, there's another team maybe coming in for the third party. We all know how often a third party turned into a fourth and a fifth party in Apex Legends. We all know. We all know it. And crypto lets you identify that better than anyone else with that 200 meter range. Or you're also getting a bird's eye view to let your team know, hey, is this a long, long range drawn out engagement? Or is this fight wrapping up and everyone's in one building and your team needs to get there ASAP? Because let's keep it honest. If you go into third party, a fight that is wrapping up at the very, very, very end of things and everyone's in a very concise area, you probably don't need three people to go finish that fight. Like, yes, it would be nice to have three people, but for the most part, you can be confident. My two teammates can take out two people that are half health, hopefully. Push, push, push. Push, push, push. But it's also important to know the timing of that fight Mm -hmm. because if it is not at a close, we've all experienced when, oh, we're about to third party and then those two teams kill you instead. Yes. And so by using the drone, you can identify the angles, what the range of the engagement is and see, okay, we're coming in from this direction. Are do both, are both teams going to see us? Yeah. Because we mm-hmm. want to sneak up be on both of them and at least one of them. So I think using the drone allows you to position your attack on the third party as mm-hmm. well as know if you should even go. No doubt. No doubt. And to even add on to that point, because I just want to reinforce it and say it as many times as we can through the show. The only reason that information will get to your teammates is by you vocalizing it. I don't think there's more of a character where you need to use voice chat end game whether your people can hear it or not uh, it's important to relay that information because you saying hey one person has a g7 it sounds like and is 60 ish meters away from the rest of the team that's not a ping unfortunately you can't ping that one out which is just such a tough thing to do let's talk about another time to maybe drone with some purpose and that's going to be post-fight very similar reason after finishing a fight you can use that drone check nearby banners Alert your team if enemies are within 200 meters. And if that third party is on the horizon. I mean, if you could at any point look at a banner and know, hey, someone's within 200 meters away from me, that's going to alleviate a lot of stress. This is the only character in the game that can do that for you. And you have to unlock it. You have to use the drone with purpose in order to get that mm-hmm. incredibly vital information. Like, it's it's a big deal. No it's doubt. It's a big deal. Uh, and... We're going to drone to use your ultimate, but we're gonna actually going to cover that ultimate later rather than just talking about it within the tactical as well, even though we could pretty easily. I like using the drone as a decoy, though, as another tactic. The drone is loud as heck. It's bright, visible, and people love to shoot at it. And we talk about Mirage sometimes as being a legend that all it takes is someone wasting a mag to give yourself or your teammates a huge advantage because reload times make and break gunfights. And so a well-timed drone, that can get enemies wasting mags and distract them to allow teammates to just pull off like an effective flank uh, in some way, shape, or form. I see that happen a lot, actually, as a pretty common use of that drone, especially in that more mid to late game when there's less teams around and you kind of can use it to even draw people together at times. You get people shooting off blanks at a drone, a lot of people hear gunshots and just run towards it. So you can accelerate fights and create your own third parties with the drone, which is kind of a crazy concept in general. At relatively zero risk. That's Um, the thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this isn't 
This is a tactic that you likely aren't going to hear a lot of people advocating for because you're risking your entire kit just to distract. But I think what you said, Shay, about this idea of baiting the third party, saying, okay, people are at train yard and they're up in a car. Mm -hmm. Just take that drone and fly circles around them and drive them crazy. Mm -hmm. And them shooting at the drone is going to get one, two other teams focused on them. And then you don't have to necessarily worry about knocking them out. You can take another car or play under and use a defensive legend. So it's an underrated tactic Mm -hmm. and you may not feel super comfortable with it because you're you're using your whole kit. But keep in mind, you're not poking your head out. You're not doing anything, but you're playing a positioning fight without even looking at the enemy. It's Mm -hmm. very, very powerful. And the hard part with that is kind of comes back to this entire concept of needing a team. This is a probably 20 second, 25 second activity where your team's not moving. Yeah. And one probably needs to protect you, but two also needs to be in the mind of thought that I would rather win the game and get less kills by having forcing teams to fight each other. Crypto's a winner, kind of like Watson in that way. Um, If you're going to get your high kill, high damage games with crypto, that's probably going to come from less of the strategy I think we're talking about today in general. It's going to be challenging. And if you're, if you want to get your, your 20 bomb, your 4K with crypto, it's going to be challenging because we don't have a way to, to expedite things. We have seen pro players and content creators on social media say that crypto is the hardest legend to get that 20 bomb with just because they're not used to it. And that kit slows you down so, so much. You can farm damage with the ultimate, which we'll get to, but you're not there to finish. You're Mm -hmm. not there to keep doing the damage. And so it is like in theory, you're like, oh, that's free damage. Mm -hmm. You can't do it all the time and you're not in the right position in order to really stack up those that damage and those kills. So it's tough. The next kind of drone with purpose is to drone while camping or how Henry and I like to call it, monitoring a target rich environment. And you're going to do that a lot with crypto. Yeah. If your team, and this rings even more true and ranked, is held up in a building, there's very few reasons for why you shouldn't just be in your drone, relaying any piece of information that you can to your teammates. Hey, I see someone rotating 400 meters away. That's just identifying a location on the map where enemies are, and the more intelligence, the better. The hard part about it and what makes crypto so cerebral is there's another level on top of that. You have to identify those things and then recall that information. Remember it for when you're picking your next fight, anticipating what that team really far away that's rotating in and where they might be in a minute and a half. It is so hard. I don't think either of us are going to sit here and say, hey, you should use crypto because he's going to be really effective for you. No, you should use crypto because you want a challenge and you want to learn a play style that when played at its best can be super effective. And we're only scratching the surface so far. Yeah. Like if you're, if you're not excited yet, just hang on to your hat mm-hmm. because crypto gets a lot better. Yep. The last point I just mentioned kind of leads into this one, though. Just don't rely on crypto's abilities to scan enemies. The range in which the drone highlights enemies is not super large. I think it's a 30 meter radius. I have it later in the dock. Uh, But that means you kind of need to ping those enemies and be that vocal player as crypto. 
And honestly, I don't know how many times you've found a crypto player that's like, hey, I'm just going to follow somebody and keep them scanned. That's not super advantageous to you or your team. No. And people don't like being followed. Yeah. And then and they'll so shoot you Then drone. they'll shoot you drone. So make sure that you are definitely pinging because 35 meters is out of range, but still pretty close to you at that point. Something I will say early on about Valk and her recon ability yeah. that has scanning with mm-hmm. it. It's very good. Very good. It is surprisingly good. And the reason that it's so good is it's so easy to pick up a scan. You look in that general direction, you have them scanned. The drone doesn't have that same ability. Not and at all. for that reason, we didn't mention set up the drone in order to monitor a choke point. Because you can't rely on it. Because it's not going to actually scan reliably if you don't have the perfect angle and mm-hmm. the perfect cone of vision to trust it and to set and forget the drone mm-hmm. and say, all right, that place is clear. It's very hard to do that. And that could be a potential buff for crypto. Yeah. Leave the drone out in a couple. Here's some situations which you can leave that drone out. One, you go into that fight, kind of you're approaching the third party. And then when you decide to go in, I like leaving the drone out because it lets me, after we finish the fight, press the button and go back in real quick to see mm-hmm. if that third party is there. Kind of that first use but also that comes with a little risk. Maybe somebody shoots it out. But if you put it pretty high, that might not happen. Second, kind of like how you're mentioning, using it to monitor a choke point, you kind of have to be willing to sacrifice it though because you either put it there, like maybe up in like the cracks of a rock or something, and you have it there not to scan enemies, but for if your team turns around and sees them, to have an EMP kind of ready to go in a spot that you know you might be vulnerable from. Or if you really don't really want to, you know, just give away the drone, you can put that drone up there just kind of hanging out in the open. People aren't going to walk past a drone and not shoot it down. And so if your drone gets shot down, you then know where a team is coming from, which kind of leads more into that just knowledge and intelligence of crypto. It's true. And it's a little disappointing to say, like, you have to get your drone destroyed for it to detect anything. That's not a super great surveillance drone no. <laughs> that it requires itself to be destroyed in order to detect anything. But that is the current state of crypto. So mm-hmm. I, I think that's an important strategy to highlight. Next, when you're using that drone, keep it in motion. We've talked a lot about it getting shot down. When you're piloting that drone, you're loud, you're visible. Continue to move, try and dodge bullets, just anything to avoid being shot down. Up, down, left, right, serpentine. Like you're running away from all the gunfire in the world, you just got to stay moving. And then last but not least, kind of with that drone, just making sure everybody knows that can be recalled by holding down the tactical button at any point while you're doing any other actions, moving, so like sliding, you know, shooting or healing, you can recall the drone, uh, which is just kind of a nice little tidbit. I think people sometimes say, okay, I got to recall the drone and just naturally kind of stop and wait two seconds for the drone to, you know, come back to you. That is not the case. Anything else before the tactical? I mean, we're going to circle back to the tactical. Everything's collected to the tactical. We got so much, I think, pushed through. Okay, we're going passive Even now. Neuralink. Crypto and his teammates see what the surveillance drone detects up to a 30-meter radius. The drone will highlight nearby doors, supply bins, traps, and enemies in its line of sight. Enemies are more noticeably marked with a triangle. Enemies highlighted by the drone will see drone detected on their HUD, kind of similar to knowing when you get scanned by a bloodhound. 
This crypto passive is linked directly to the tactical and serves really no other purpose outside of being used in combination with the drone. Some counters to this drone and the passive that are kind of important to note because we spent some time in the firing range figuring these out a while back because we were so curious. Crypto's drone cannot detect through Bangalore smoke. Crypto's drone cannot detect through caustic gas. Mirages can't be detected while cloaked in their ultimate. Mirage decoys will be scanned, but will not show the triangle that they are highlighted as enemies. It's a pretty dang good counter to crypto. Enemies won't be highlighted by a drone if there's a Gibraltar dome between them and the drone. That was news to me as well, which was kind of interesting because you can't. That's just another thing that reinforces this fact that I'm looking at a team in a bubble or I'm looking at teams in a bubble fight. I got to vocalize that and tell my team that and use the ping system so that they can find that out. Totally. But let's talk about maybe the best thing in crypto's kit. The recon pass if he gets the survey beacon. Everyone at the third party knows that Henry and I are huge, huge, huge survey beacon fans, and crypto's the best at it. It's probably not even close. It's maybe the most underrated part of crypto's kit. Pains me, pains me to play with a random crypto and not have them scan the drones. He's just the best beacon scanner in Apex Legends. Crypto can scan that beacon via using his drone. That allows you to get scans off faster. It's instantaneous. There's no like, let me open this hatch, insert the chip, blah, blah, blah. That's faster. That's safer. And you can do it more often than other legends because you don't have to lose your positioning and rotate somewhere else. And you don't take zone damage as well. So you can yeah. just go scan beacons, beacons yeah. that are in the zone quite easily. This is kind of that, that part teams of his. can't get. Yeah, that they can't get. That's a huge thing. It's huge. It's, it's a really, really big ability. It is what had him crack into the ALGS for a time being. He's still played in some high levels of rank by a lot of people and is thought of as a really good thing just for this ability by itself. We're huge beacon people. Maybe, why don't you talk a little bit just on a refresher course on why we value the beacon so much just i know that we yeah. say it's the best thing over and over and over again maybe it's time we give people their reminder yeah i i don't want to start off on a negative but i do want to preface with the fact that the beacon has become less vital to winning games over time the with way the they maps have and legends changed the maps mm -hmm. they've also changed the size of the ring the how the ring shrinks yep you used to be able to scan the beacon and have without a doubt the last building identified. Mm -hmm. You don't have that 100% now, but if you're getting the first scan and you're, you have ring two and before people even have ring one, you know you have it narrowed down to the two or three POIs that it's going to shrink on. Mm -hmm. That's incredible information in terms of getting the highest ground out of those three POIs or going to the next survey beacon in that that ring two, and then being able to secure the power position in the final ring. Nobody uses the survey beacon. The devs know it. They want you to use it. Mm -hmm. We want you to use it. Use it. Like it's it's, it is, mm -hmm. if there's a passive in the game that wins games, it's this one. So if you like to win games, play a legend like Crypto, 
who can scan the beacon and there's nobody better. Knowing where to go ahead of time at zero risk to yourself is a crazy ability to have in a nutshell in a BR. Yeah, it's crazy. Like that is insane as it is. But with that, let's talk about uh, what I think a lot of people see as the bread and butter for crypto, the ultimate. Before we jump into the ultimate, okay, we don't really highlight it a lot, but Crypto's drone also has the ability to retrieve fallen teammates' banners. Yeah. And also get them at the respawn beacons mm-hmm. instantly, just like the drone. Yep. This isn't something that we are super proud of just because we don't want you to play crypto where you're abandoning your teammates just to use this ability. So mm-hmm. it's not really in the strategy guide, but it's something to keep in mind. When things go really horribly, you can do that and you can do it really quickly and mm-hmm. do things that other legends can't. We mentioned it briefly and you can, ha- we, you actually, I think it might've been, is either our first stream on Twitch or our last YouTube stream where we actually had a game where I was playing crypto and got you and I might have been it was maybe sky was playing with us or it was just a random back and we won the game with like it's a break glass in case of emergency no doubt about it don't play crypto because you're like well my teammates are gonna die and i gotta be someone that can try and save them and it's still tough i mean if you if you're a solo crypto it's not a a certain thing that you're gonna be able to get your teammates back because if they're camping banners carry camping death boxes they can shoot your drone and then you're cooked. Mm-hmm. Um, but if everything's going good, the actual respawning, really, really clean. Totally. And you don't really want to drop your teammates by themselves and just get let them get killed. I hate that. It's probably the thing that drives me the craziest in Apex mm-hmm. where I die and my teammate wants to help me by hurting my, doubly hurting my KD. Like, <laughs> thanks a lot. But so try to be strategic in where you do it. Don't just go full speed, speed, speed. Mm-hmm. Do it in a way that's going to help and be close by to support them. But you can definitely do it fast. No doubt. Before we break down the ultimate, here's a word from our sponsors. Listener, that is not the sound of a soda, energy drink, or beer, but the sound of a refreshing can of water. How's it taste, Shay? Tastes good. Tastes like I'm drinking water straight from the Austrian Alps, fresh and pure. I think that liquid death for gamers is an incredible option for them looking to enhance their focus and maintain energy by staying hydrated. I am unfortunately addicted to soda, and now that we have liquid death as a partner, A, it sounds awesome, and B, it's a can, so I can't tell the difference. I certainly drink a lot of water between the two of us, on and off stream. With the can's gold accents and crisp design, I now get to drink it in style. But why is this water called liquid death? Let me tell you, it's because it will brutally murder your thirst and their infinitely recyclable tall boy cans are helping to bring death to plastic bottles everywhere. Also, they donate 10% of profits from every can sold to help kill plastic pollution. It really blows me away that plastic isn't actually recyclable anymore and how most plastic you throw in a recycling bin actually just gets sent to a landfill because it's not profitable to recycle. Aluminum is infinitely recyclable and actually profitable for recycling facilities. We are super excited to be partnering with a brand that is conscientious of the environment and with our help wants to encourage sustainable purchases for your health and the planet. So go to liquiddeath.com and get a koozie two-pack, $8 value on us when you purchase a 12-pack and use the code THIRDPARTY at checkout. 
You can also find Liquid Death nationwide at 7-Eleven and Whole Foods. And online, they're offering free shipping on all merch and two-plus cases of water. Get out there and murder your thirst, third-partiers. Ultimate time. Drone EMP. Charge up an EMP blast from your drone. Deals 50 shield damage, slows players, and disables traps. Has a three-minute cooldown. This ability takes three seconds to charge before detonating. Affects all players and Crypto himself in a 30 meter radius through walls and cover. It's got an awesome big sphere uh, shape to it. Looks so cool across the map when you actually see one going off. Teammates take no shield damage but are still slowed down. Crypto is slowed down and takes 50 shield damage in his own EMP. The slow lasts roughly one to two seconds. It's like a shorter arc star. Kind of pretty close to like what Valk's tactical is in a way uh, right now. And the EMP is deployed from the drone. And that can happen while you're using the drone and in it. Or it can be done remotely while the drone is out somewhere else. And you're just playing crypto. Uh, approaching the fight as you want to. And important to note, they did fix it. If anyone's curious and didn't know, people can't just avoid this by dropping their armors now. It actually hits all armor in this radius right now which it's is interesting how they did the game mechanics because yeah. it doesn't break just random armor on the ground it has you to, have to be the, dropped yeah and the duration between so it's a really interesting safeguard to that kind of exploit which is cool because it would suck if you went to armor swap later but you couldn't because you emp'd the you know the drones itself and the armor around you that'd be kind of a, a sad way to go in the in the end okay ready for some tips though Let's the, dive into the tips. On the tips on the EMP, make sure you're activating that EMP in a tough to hit area. As the drone slows down, once you activate the ult and becomes a lot clearer to see, it really gets bright, you don't want that drone to be susceptible to being shot and destroyed, which cancels the EMP. We see a lot of people fly the drone straight at our faces and start to activate the EMP. That's the easiest ult cancel I have ever, ever played against yeah. when you do it in that way. Because I believe the drone movement speed decreases. It does, yes. So it just, it, it's a beacon just to get lasered. And it is such a painful loss because you're then hit with a 40 second cooldown and they canceled your ultimate ability, mm -hmm. which is incredibly deflating and you have to do your best to avoid it. Yes. Kind of fun to note that the EMP has the same radius as Neuralink, which means that if you can scan enemies, they're going to be in reach of the EMP. A pretty good barometer for people maybe new to crypto and starting to learn it. Uh, we like kind of with that first point, using it in tough to hit areas means that you're not going to see the people for the most part. Hey, I'm going to put it up against the side of the building or something uh, under these people in high ground and then activate it. But if you're new and curious and using it from above or something like that, that's a kind of a way you can just check and see if they're going to be able to be scanned uh, to get hit by that ult. Let's talk about what it can destroy, though. This is kind of a big, big part of his kit. Destroys Gibraltar's Dome, Lifeline's Doctrine, Watson's Perimeter Fences, Watson's Pylon, Caustic Knox Traps. Mirage's life of the party, which is too bad when that happens. They get really so sad. sad. Yeah. Loba's Black Market Boutique, Rampart's Amped Cover, other crypto drones, and it does drop cargo bots as well. 
kind of important to note that it does this for your teammates as well, which yeah. was news to us. I don't know if they changed that from the beginning, but we're, we were playing well, a game as Rampart and Crypto, to, right? It used to stun your yeah. own teammates, mm-hmm. uh, which was pretty big. But yeah, we were playing Rampart and had forgotten about that. I the was like, thing, I got your back, man. I'm going yeah. to help you. And then, yeah, that didn't the help you in the end. But yeah. it also, it does stun Sheila. So it stuns mm-hmm. Rampart's ultimate, but it doesn't destroy it. It damages yes. it and then temporarily stuns it, which is a very interesting thing. Yeah. Like it does counter Watson's ultimate, Loba's ultimate, Revenant's ultimate. But not the LMG. But not the LMG. Yeah. Kind of interesting. Because it'll destroy her whole nest. Same with the that. launch pad though. It, it just yeah. deals a hundred damage to the launch pad. Doesn't actually destroy it outright. Weird choices. Mm-hmm. It, it seems kind of random. Yeah. Like why destroy a black market boutique? Mm-hmm. If you think you've been murdered by an arc star while you're on a trident, yeah. This bad boy will do the same thing to you. Uh, with easier, you know, easier range to hit and it's still going to give you that stun, that 50 damage. Yeah. If you get stuck in a, uh, crypto EMP on a trident, you're going to be in some trouble. It disables it completely. still takes the damage. This is the best ability in the game for disrupting a camping team. It allows your team to an opportunity to actually push people in a building in an advantageous position. It needs to be said that it's not it's not as easy as just saying, hey, I'm going to activate this. Now let's walk up there and do it. You know, like people have their abilities charged up. If yeah. you hit a Watson from 90 meters away and then you go, odds are she'll have four fences back up and a pylon down by then if they're playing Watson at the correct level. And so there's got to be a lot of thought that goes into using this ability as a breaker, potentially. Yeah. It- it's such an interesting ability because on paper, it seems so incredibly powerful. And you compare it to something like Gibraltar's ultimate. Mm-hmm. You say it does damage, except you get 25% more EMPs than you do Gibraltar ultimates. Yeah. And the lead game designer said the Gibraltar ultimate only does 10 damage a game on average. Mm-hmm. So this is better than that on a like faster cooldown, but it's not considered to be broken. And many people, and the lead game designer doesn't think the Gibraltar Ultimate is broken either, but interesting to see how the numbers are really ramped up on this drone. Mm -hmm. Why is it allowed to be that way? It's because you need to be in sync and you have to capitalize Mm -hmm. it. Deploying any Ultimate from 200 meters away is worthless, Mm -hmm. like absolutely worthless. I will, let me throw the one caveat on the one situation in which maybe you might want to do that is... I'd like to carry Ultimate Accelerants as Crypto, and I like to play the Charge Towers as Crypto, and we talked a bit about using Crypto's drone as that distractor, disruptor of combat, forcing people together. It's a pretty satisfying thing when you uh, are camping in a building, playing a bit more zone defensively as hopefully you are because you've scanned the beacon twice already and know where you're going, and you got two teams fighting over there, and you're not going to allow them to retreat because everybody just took 50 damage and everyone now thinks that fight is easier to win against the other team you know everyone gets if you hit the other team they know they know that like oh they're weaker like i can i have confidence the first instinct does not retreat so you can do that if you want to with his ultimate specifically i save 
that to be said last because it's an important note that you got to be in that defensive position already. You probably should want to have ultimate accelerants also so you can get that ability back up quickly and that not be its main purpose. Yeah. It's a pretty sneaky strategy. Mm -hmm. It's definitely not the most honorable thing you can do. And you're not going to get a reward and ranked in terms of kill points or assists. Mm -hmm. But that was the case at first, though. Yeah. That was crazy. If you want to knock out teams and you're playing in ranked and you already have the position, like you said, doing that in order to expedite fights and to get people even more excited to push and Mm -hmm. collapse, crash on each other, it can be effective, but might not be your first option. Not first choice. Not the first choice, that's for sure. Let's talk about what makes his EMP frustrating and overwhelming for enemies. And that's that combo. Comboing with other ultimates in the game. Very hard to do, as his entire kit is. It requires a high level of team coordination. We've seen the Rev Crypto meta, though. Just absolute takeover social media, takeover everyone's thoughts and to keep it honest with you guys um it's still there if you want it to be it's just you know kind of a decision on if you want it to be the meta or not and emp is just very intimidating couple it with other abilities such as that you know gibraltar ult that's very loud very overwhelming forces people to move it's scary i've been seeing people use it effectively with the horizon ult as well you know slowing people and then putting them in a horizon ult and grenades which is hard to do so so hard you can just use that crypto with other teammates to start and end fights super quickly in a way that makes people feel overwhelmed by abilities and by doing so ending a fight so quickly with that ultimate and other abilities you're less likely to be third partied because there was not as much time for someone 300 meters away to react and get to you yeah I'm kind of skipping ahead. This is essentially final thoughts. But in what you just said about getting these perfectly coordinated combinations of ultimates, Mm -hmm. that's the reason nobody plays crypto. A hundred percent, yes. People want abilities to be reliable. Mm -hmm. And with crypto and others, there are too many variables to have reliable benefits from his EMP. So Mm -hmm. you need to be a master. You Mm -hmm. need to control as many variables as humanly possible with impeccable comms, impeccable maneuvering of the drone. No doubt. And just the best game awareness possible. Like you need to have your head on a swivel and your drone on a swivel Mm -hmm. and you need to be able to hit your shots with no mobility, Mm -hmm. no combat passive, no nothing. So this is the reason that it is so difficult because you, you like the idea of these ultimate combos mm-hmm. but even if you're all on comms and all doing it and trying like shay and i have you still it's fail. not 100 mm-hmm. it's probably not even 50 oh no, no so that's why maybe you haven't played a ton of crypto yourself mm-hmm. but it can be worth it you just have to be better you have to really rise above cerebrally mm-hmm. Before we kind of dive into some non-ability things and talk about weapons and team comp real quick to wrap up, I just want to say, in terms of crypto in arenas, I've been seeing some real hot and cold factors on him. Some people saying, he's amazing, the EMP is so good in arenas. Yeah, you're probably in a more controlled environment to get those kind of combos we just talked about. 
$600 though, you know, that's by no means an easy thing. Like there's a lot that goes into it. I don't want to make any arena decisions for our listeners at all. I want you guys to learn it for yourselves. I'll just tell you my experience with crypto and arenas though has not gone super well so far. I've just struggled to actually use him in an effective manner in that way. But I I leave room for someone else to come in and happily prove us wrong on that one. I'm the same. I, I've really tried to use crypto in mm-hmm. arenas because I can see the potential hype, but I think it just goes back to what I just said. Reliability. Totally. I'd rather have a smoke mm-hmm. than an EMP. Mm-hmm. And that's an incredible cost differential making the EMP not really worthwhile for me. Yeah. In terms of weapons for crypto, you know, long range. Crypto's going to be coming into the fight a little bit later. He's more of the supporting character in that way, shape, or form. Comboing that with maybe some real up-close spray weapon to use with an EMP push that's timed well with the team. Or if enemies are, you know, break through your line and you're holding down a certain location as Crypto with maybe a defensive legend. Um, I think playing Crypto best potentially means playing a bit slower i think you can also have a lot of fun playing a very aggressive and fast crypto and just using it for the emp and using them as quickly as possible if you're going to go with that strategy be on the same page with your teammates and then you know play with your lineup accordingly uh from a weapon standpoint last but not least team comps we kind of mentioned it uh earlier but those overwhelming ultimates Great combo with Crypto, Caustic, Horizon, Rev, kind of those first three that come to mind. I will tell you that this is a personal favorite of mine uh, in terms of combo with Crypto. I think I might have even said on an episode early on, I won't play Crypto unless I have this teammate on my team. And that is Wraith, that portal plus combo, uh, that portal combo with the EMP is, I think, the best way to take advantage of Crypto by using him as a safe distance, having that EMP, and getting right into the fight via the portal. I think that is kind of why Octane was able to be played with Crypto so much this most recent season, season eight, uh, was because he could kind of do what Wraith did. You just don't have the ability to retreat. Which that's keep, a big game changer. Which is, that's a game changer, but also if you hit an EMP you're hoping, and you're informing yeah. your team correctly and you know there's not a third party right nearby, hopefully you don't need to escape if need be. But those are two legends where I like moving crypto in a fast manner into that fight because otherwise he's going to be slow. And no matter what you do, there is going to be a time frame in which you're two on three. And even if that team's down 50 health, you can still be at a slight disadvantage. Yeah, it's uh, if you don't like the insurance or if you don't need the insurance of the portal, the launch pad can be a lot more advantageous mm-hmm. because you can trigger the EMP while in flight. Yes. So you can be on them a lot faster um, to make sure you're catching them mid-heel, mm-hmm. which is easy picks. No doubt. And I will also say, as crypto, one thing you got to do is have trust in your teammates. I personally don't hesitate to use the ult on myself. If my team is in trouble or something, or we are going in for that push, kind of like how you mentioned it, I will happily take the 50 damage and let my team tank that stun just for us to be right there to come in and finish up. And then another just random tip that just came to my mind is that Crypto is my favorite uh, gold armor 
combo. Just because if you do that, you can pop a cell and then you'll be full health and right back in there, uh, which is really nice. Like it was meant to be. Like it was meant to be. It's definitely good that now teammates don't take damage and they aren't actually stunned. So no they can move through it and it's it's advantageous for them. So definitely uh, being in sync. Crypto, final thoughts, one of the most difficult legends to play in Apex. Most effectively played uh, as a whole team that allows you to communicate and relay information on a constant basis. Crypto brings an additional level of information to the team. And I think while he's often compared to Bloodhound because of their ability to just, you know, scan legends and, you know, be a recon, they play quite differently. Bloodhound much more of that in-combat intelligence, while Crypto is more of a disruptor of combat and for the most part, a pre and post combat intelligence. And I say that because I think you can play those two legends together and have huge success doing so if you are a team that just wants to take fights with as much information as possible to be your best crypto you're going to be relaying information to avoid third parties getting your team the advantage in fights with emps and scanning as many beacons as possible because it's potentially the best passive combo in the game any other crypto thoughts there crypto is a challenge worth trying. It's really, you have a lot of power packed in to one legend and being coordinated, being a team player is important. And the beacon, the survey beacon is something that you just have to repeat again. Mm -hmm. If you want to go for placement and ranked and use one or two defensive legends with crypto, hold down a building and just keep scanning the beacon knowing that you're going to be safe, there's no one else better. And it's worth doing. Mm -hmm. Totally. I hope uh, this information helps you. If you guys have any crypto thoughts, leave them in the comments. Let's discuss, you know, if you have any success, maybe trying him out after listening to this. Let us know. We love to hear it. Uh, And we're always open to improving our own play in any way, shape or form. That's going to wrap it up. Thank you to our producers of the third party, Ten and Corey, who support us as dropship captains on Patreon. Subscribe on Apple Pods, drop a follow on Spotify, leave a five-star review with your question. We'll answer on our next episode. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Third Party Pod. Check out the Discord via the link in the description. Thanks so much for listening to the Third Party Podcast. We'll catch you next time. Peace. Hey now, another squad coming in. Boom, whole squad down. Hey, brother, not today. Maybe tomorrow.